the American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. Liberty weeps. Our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. Lord knows they'll try to silence our voices. Pretend to be patriots, fighting for fairness for all. We are back. Second hour of the National Intel Report on this 13th day of July, 2020, and I've got a guy in queue here, Dan Sutterfield. Hello, Dan. Good afternoon, sir. Uh, it's evening here. Okay. 105 <laughs> degrees. Oh, my gosh. And people are still running around in Texas with masks on. <laughs> God. I heard a guy the other day that said uh, wearing a mask to stop this virus is like putting a chain link fence around your yard to keep out mosquitoes. <laughs> it's pretty yeah that, that, that's that's a pretty fair assessment that, that, I is. that was pretty accurate <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe that's what the guy that called in earlier al in virginia al did you hear that one repeat that repeat that one more time uh mr sutterfield okay yeah, they this this guy he, he had some medical background and he knew the size of the virus and how effective the masks were whichever way you're wanting the virus to go either keeping it inside the mask or, or so other people can't get it or trying to keep you from sucking it through the mask so you don't get it. And he said wearing any mask that's available today to the average person uh, to keep that virus away from you or to keep from spreading it is like putting a chain-link fence around your yard to keep out mosquitoes. Okay, there you go, Al. You're going to have to edit that one because that's pretty big. Uh, that's wordy for a, a billboard at highway at highway speed. But do your own editing and put that one up. <laughs> uh, by the way, our outdoor temperature gauge, uh, it's, it's in the direct sunlight at the minute, and it's reading 135 degrees. Ouch. Yeah. I, I literally, you could fry an egg on a sidewalk down here. What's your humidity there today, John? I don't know. Uh, that's fairly easy to check, I, I do believe. Mike, find out what the humidity is. That's a killer when you put the two together. 35? 24% humidity. Oh, that's reasonable. Well, that's dry heat. <laughs> Up here in misery, it's 40, 50, 60%. Yeah, well, uh, it, it, yeah, it's 24%. That's a dry heat, but so is an oven. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's a that's a dry heat too, but it'll certainly bake you to death. Hey, it look, will. this will. is um, we're coming up um, on the last day here of the front site offer. Yeah, we're in it, and it's up at twelve midnight tonight. That's correct. That's and, our ninety day window. We burned up ninety days. And how many people actually signed up this time around, Dan? Well, you know, we were doing that sweetheart deal you wanted, and uh, I was real happy with that. I thought surely we'd get a lot of people. Um, we've had um, 10, 10 people uh, send in checks, so and them and their buddy, whoever that was, wife, sweetheart, whatever. So that means 20 people. Now, I've got five um, that I just recently got. I got three yesterday to John, so there'll be, uh, there'll be 15 maybe total right now. Mm. Well, I uh, you, donations, you know, and so that'd be uh, 
30 people will have had the chance to to take advantage of it because we were doing two for one. Well, uh, well, I guess when you put it that way, that's 30 is better than a sharp stick in the eye. But I yep. was I, I was hoping that there would be more people to take advantage of that. And, oh, so was I. And and I think, um, I think a lot of it had to do with economics. You know, well, it's it bound to have, John, because not one person, not one of all the fundraisers, this is our fourth fundraiser, not one person has complained about the price. Yeah. They, even at 500 it's a whale of a deal, and they were tickled to death to get it. And I didn't get any callbacks going, why didn't you do two for one the first time? Well, because the station needs the money, you know. Yeah. So no complaints at the price. So, Well... And and I want to remind people, if if you don't have the funds today, I'm going to tell people, now we cannot advertise after midnight tonight. That's correct. But if you get yourself on a list, if you call Dan Sutterfield while this special is still on, between now and midnight tonight, and you get yourself on that waiting list, will they be able to pick up that two-for-one? Dan Sutterfield? Okay. Absolutely. We've got five on the list right now. They just started calling in yesterday saying, I, there's no way I can get it to you that quick. And I said, let me have your name and phone number. I'll put you down. So now if, if somebody calls me after midnight tonight, it's back up to 500. I'm sorry, but <laughs> we're trying to raise money to keep the station alive. And we've given people as much of an opportunity as I could ever imagine. Two for one is just unbelievable. Well, good. We, 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 we've done it for 12 months, all total. And, oh, yeah. And, and the two for one, and I, and I had the sense that people were struggling economically out there. A lot of people would have liked to have done it, but, you know, buying groceries or making the house payment or whatever took priority to keep a roof over their head and food in their stomach. And I, I get that and I understand it. But I, the thought struck me is, okay, uh, let's see if we can clear this with Dan. Uh, if you call him, and, and just don't call just to get your name on that list. You know, you may take advantage of it. If you're serious about this and you literally do not have the funds right now, call Dan Sutterfield. He will put you on that list and you'll be able to take advantage two for one. Husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, hopefully it's not boyfriend, boyfriend. You're going to be around a lot of badge people out there. I don't suggest it. But <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of get the idea of what I'm saying here. But Yeah, grandson, uh, niece, nephew, it doesn't make any difference. We'll, we'll do in two for one if they'll just realize that and take advantage of it. Well, and, and folks, uh, I'll tell you what, there have been other... Uh, there's been a few other people putting out uh, front site stuff, and nobody has got the deal that we've been able to offer. Uh, there has been offers of uh, free training for a few days and whatever the case may be. Folks, uh, that's rudimentary, and that's for beginners, people who have never picked up a gun, never loaded one, never pointed one, and never pulled a trigger. What we're talking about here is commander memberships that are good for a lifetime with uh, they just opened up, what, 25 new ranges out there? Yeah, they've got a total of 50 right now. 50 ranges out there. And this and is. And we're not talking about behind Uncle Ted's barn range. Yeah. We're talking about bermed target holders, actuated target holders, room clearing. I mean, it is a professional setup, to say the least. World class. I'm not stretching that. You, you get on the website and look at their latest... Uh, construction video and what what they've got and um, if you know anything at all about training facilities even if you don't you're going to be amazed it, it, this is not a, a fly-by-night outfit they've been at this 20 years and and they've trained a million students and and folks you, uh, let, let me give you an idea of, of what dan just said uh, you watch movies you see the tv shows you see the swat teams and the bad guys doing dynamic entry and room clearing. This is what law enforcement looks like today. Or the bad guys. This is how bad guys operate. How are you going to defend yourself against that? Well, <coughs> the answer to that is you're not. 
if you're a target plinker, if you consider yourself to be a gun owner and competent with a weapon, and you very well may be, you may be able to hit a standing target that's not shooting back at you, you may be able to do that. But Dan, I've seen police videos. I've seen cops get in firefights and the adrenaline kicks in. They can't hold a weapon steady. They can't even hit the broad side of a damn barn. And it's these, like 90% misses or something like I don't know the exact number, but it's way up there. It, it, it's way up there. And, and folks, gun control is, is, is not a bad word to us. Gun control to us is hitting the target that you're intending to hit, period. Yep. That's gun control. You're controlling the weapon to do a specific uh, task. And it, it, is, it, is, it is just as simple as that. And since the last time we ran the special, gee, what, what's been going on here, Dan? Uh, Getting worse, uh, obviously. And, and there's, there's no relief in sight. Uh, and now people are getting shot dead by Black Lives Matter crowd or Antifa or whatever the hell is running around in the mobs in the streets of America. And we have seen recently here in St. Louis, I don't know if you saw the video, Dan, we had a post on I our... I did. Okay. I did. Yeah, you saw that couple that went in, rehabbed a house, it took them 10 years to do it. They were involved in the community. They did so much for the community itself. These Black Lives Matter bandits just broke into the property. They were going to go in the guy's house. Except for one thing, he's standing there with an AR-15 and his wife's got a handgun. And they didn't look like they were playing around. She needed some training. It's a, I know she was under a lot of stress. I, yeah. I haven't been under that much stress in my life. But she definitely needed training. She was swinging that gun around everywhere. Well, and, and you know what? It, stress is another thing. And, and I'm glad you brought that up. Stress and bad decision-making under duress will get more people killed than anything else. Oh, yeah. You know, I can remember years ago when I, got, I went for my international diving license. And, uh, you know, it, I, you know, this was a whole new thing to me. I'm going to strap on this aqualung and I'm going to dive in the ocean. I'm going to go down 100 feet, 150 feet. Oh, boy. Well, I asked the dive instructor, I says, what is the most dangerous animal in the water? He said, when we get down, when we get down there, we'll show you. Now, there were sharks down there. There were nurse sharks. There were eels. There were 500-pound groupers with mouths as, 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 as big as half of your body. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of stuff down there. But he, that's not what he was telling me. He, he, he motioned me over to a reef, and I went over and... I'm I'm batting away these little fish that are coming at me, and he's pointing. And after I got back up on the boat, I looked at him, and I said, what were you pointing at? He said, the most aggressive aggressive fish on the reef. And there's these little tiny fish. They had no fear. They were coming out, pecking at my face, biting my lips, going after my mask. He said, that's the most aggressive thing down here. And I went, wow. But I'd also asked the diver, I said, what's the other thing that divers should be aware of? He looked at me square in my eye, and he says, I'm not joking about this. He says, it's panic. You lose your cool 100 feet below the ocean floor. Guess what? I hope you have. You're going to die. And lo and behold, what happened to me? I had a tank that had a defective regulator and and an indicator on it. I actually went in that water with less than a quarter of a tank of air. I'm down 90 feet, and I ran out of air. I had no more air left. And you were taught what to do, I hope. You must have been. You're still here. I did exactly how I was taught. I remember that instructor drilling into our head. He goes, look, you're going to have two to three more breaths. Do not panic. You do that. You're only going to burn up the oxygen faster in your body. Don't panic. Start your ascent. Make your last stop as close to 30 feet as you can to get as much nitrogen out of your blood. He says, but when you can no longer handle it and you've got to take a breath, he said, you're within that 30 feet. He says, get to the surface as quick as you can. And he, and he was absolutely right. The panic would have killed me, but I remember what that man said. Here I am, 90 feet under the ocean, and I'm out of air. And I was just as cool and calm as a cucumber. This well, is, you were relying on your training, and without that, what you would have done. I've, I've been trained scuba twice, John, so I'm with you. I know what you're saying. Uh-huh. 
Uh, I haven't experienced that, thank God, but I I, I know exactly where you where, what, what he told you. And correct me if I'm wrong. If you would have panicked, held your breath, and shot for the surface, you'd have blew a lung out. Well, and there was no uh, high pressure chambers down uh, down on the islands either. No, I was more than an hour and a half, two hours away from any uh, medical help whatsoever. I would have died. Yeah, you'd have blew along. Yep, I would have died. So, folks, take that and put that in an equation. Now, I was facing a possible imminent death, but what do you suppose is going to happen to your adrenal glands? What's going to happen to your psyche if you're faced with multiple aggressors? What do you think is going to happen to you? Are you going to remain cool, calm? Are you going to remember your training? Well, I'm not going to, you know, you might catch a bullet, but you uh, might catch your death of cold too. But I can guarantee you, you're going to have a better chance of survival by understanding the dynamics of a firefight, a gunfight, multiple targets. These things, this can only, Dan, this can only come by way of training and repetition. You can't read a book and, and get that muscle memory developed. No, you cannot. You've got to be there. You've got to be doing it. Folks, here's your chance. Here is your last chance on this deal. Two for 500. Call this man. Call him today. 573 465 2356, and like we said, you know, going into this one, Dan, I, I had this sense that people didn't have a whole lot of bucks out there. So, you know, we came up with the two for 500, the twofer, if you will. Yep. And uh, I, I suggested to you that, you know, well, maybe if they still don't have the money, we can't run the ads, and I can't talk about it and advertise it anymore on air, but if you'll call Dan Sutterfield and get on that list, you still have a chance to take advantage of that. And you may not realize it today, but I think this is going to be very, very necessary for you and your family, folks, uh, for possible survival in any given situation. I mean, that's... I, I, I don't... Hell, I, I don't know of anything better, Dan. I, 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 I can't imagine anything better. I'm, I'm right there with you, John. Um... It's just an amazing experience. If they only get to go once, they're going to be miles ahead. If they go two or three times, there's never a guarantee. I know that. But their 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 whole attitude and everything changes once you've had that training and you get that under your belt. And you'll go back home, and that'll that'll you'll run that back through your mind, and you'll have a a program, if you will, in your head that you can do some practice on your own once you've been properly trained, and it it literally can make the difference in life or death. Please. You've got to develop what they call muscle memory. Yeah. And that doesn't happen when you go out and shoot one or two boxes of shells twice a year. No, you it just You're not developing the muscle memory. I, you... And without the muscle memory... You can't carry through those high-stress situations. You'll freeze up, or you'll just be so bad that you're, you're ineffective, and, and then you lose. Well, and a person with... Now, I know this is hard for some people to grasp the, the, grasp the concept, Dan, but to some people out there with little or no training, or they, and here's the problem... Their ego tells them they can handle anything. I've got a gun. Ugh. You might be better off without one. <laughs> you might be better off without one. I mean, take a knife to a gunfight or go to a knife fight with no weapon at all and see how that turns out. Dan Setterfield, I thank you, my friend. I'll put those numbers out a few more times before the end of the program. I thank you so much for what you've done with the people that have taken advantage of this. I thank you very, very much. It's been my pleasure, John. It really has. All righty, Dan Sutterfield. Give them my email, too, John. Some people I don't think have even phones, okay. and I'm not knocking them. I'm just no, I'll, I'll put that out as well. Thank you, Dan. Yep. All right. Thank you, buddy. Okay.
Passwords, your identity, and even your physical location can be revealed to complete strangers. Would you like to surf the Internet anonymously and not have to worry about these threats? Well, now you can by visiting PatriotInternet.com. For about $2 per month, PatriotInternet.com will conceal your IP address and your physical location, allowing you to browse the web, send emails, and instant message anonymously. PatriotInternet.com will bypass filters, block sites, and keyword blocking. You can also bypass logging by your router and your ISP. With PatriotInternet.com, there is no software to install and uses 128-bit encryption for your protection. When using wireless hotspots, PatriotInternet.com shields your information from identity thieves and is compatible with Windows, Mac, and Linux. Protect your identity and your freedom with anonymous Internet access from PatriotInternet.com. Visit PatriotInternet.com today. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. With the limits of ambition and the scars of the marketplace, welcome to the land of flame and fizz, where you will learn that packaging is all that heaven is. Let's take a little trip back in time here. There was a movie made in 1936, folks. John Little as Patrick Henry. And the funny thing about this, you're going to be kind of stunned the similarity of conditions in 1775 that led the American Revolution. Oh, and by the way, the, <laughs> the asshats out there are saying, oh, the American Revolution, you know, that, that was for slavery, too. Yeah. <laughs> give me liberty or give me death is included in its entirety, and this is the actual delivered speech. Skip the commercial break at the bottom of the hour. Uh, this is roughly eight minutes long, folks. The only thing you ever hear about Patrick Henry, yeah, give me liberty, give me death. Okay, a lamp under my feet. Yeah, you might have heard that. But did you ever hear the full speech? Well, here's your chance. The chair recognizes Mr. Patrick Henry, delegate from County Hanover. No man, Mr. President, thinks more highly than I do of the patriotism as well as the abilities of the very honorable gentleman who has blessed the house. But different men often see the same subject in different lights. And therefore, I hope I will not be thought disrespectful to those gentlemen if, 
entertaining as I do opinions of a character opposite to theirs, I speak forth my sentiments freely and without reserve. This is no time for ceremony. The question before the House is one of awful moment to this country. For my part, I consider it as freedom or slavery, and in proportion to the magnitude of the subject, ought to be the freedom of the debate. Now, I, I, this might be a little confusing. Now, this is a Hollywood production, and they've got the storyline woven in between this. The Brits were there in that room listening to that speech, and the scene that you're going to hear next is the exchange with the British officer to go arrest Patrick Henry, just so it's not too confusing for you. I have but one lamp by which my feet are guided, and that is the lamp of experience. I know of no way of judging of the future but by the past, and judging by the past, I wish to know what there has been in the conduct of the British ministry for the last ten years to justify those hopes with which the gentlemen have been pleased to solace themselves and the House. Is it that insidious smile with which our petition has lately been received? Trust it not, sir. It will prove a snare to your feet. He acts as though he was afraid to speak out. Suffer not yourselves to be betrayed by a kiss. Your Excellency, I have just come from the church. Patrick Henry is making a speech in the Very well. I see no reason for further delay. You have your orders to arrest him. Yes, Your Excellency. Ask yourselves how this gracious reception of our petition comports with the warlike preparations which cover our waters and darken our land. Are fleets and armies necessary to a work of love and reconciliation? Have we shown ourselves so unwilling to be reconciled that force must be called in to win back love? Let us not deceive ourselves, sir. These are the implements of war and subjection, the last arguments to which kings resort. I ask the gentlemen, sir, what means this martial array if its purpose be not to force us into subjection? Can gentlemen assign any other possible motive for it? Has Great Britain any enemy in this quarter of the world to call for all this accumulation of navies and armies? No, sir, she has none. They are meant for us, and they can be meant for no other. They were sent over to bind and rivet upon us those chains which the British ministry have been so long forging. And what have we to oppose them? Shall we try argument? Sir, we have been trying that for the last ten years. Have we anything new to offer upon the subject? Nothing. We have held the subject up to every light of which it is capable. But it has been all in vain. Shall we resort to entreaty and humble supplication? And what terms shall we find which have not already been exhausted? Let us not, I beseech you, sir, deceive ourselves longer. We have done everything that could be done to avert the storm that is now coming on. We have petitioned, we have remonstrated, we have supplicated, and we have prostrated ourselves before the throne and implored its interposition to arrest the tyrannical hands of the ministry and parliament. Our petitions have been slighted. Our remonstrances have produced additional violence and insult. Our supplications have been disregarded. And we have been spurned with contempt from the foot of the court. In vain after these things may we indulge the vain hope of peace and reconciliation. There is no longer any room for hope. If we wish to be free, if we mean to preserve inviolate those inestimable privileges for which we have so long been contending, if we mean not to basely abandon that noble struggle in which we have been so long engaged and which we have pledged ourselves never to abandon until the glorious object of our contest has been obtained, we must fight. I repeat it, sir. We must fight.
an appeal to arms and the God of hosts is all that is left to us. They tell us, sir, that we are weak, unable to cope with so formidable an adversary. But when will we be stronger? Will it be the next week or the next year? Will it be when we are totally disarmed and when a British guard is stationed in every house? Shall we gather strength by irresolution and inaction? Shall we learn the means of effectual resistance by lying supinely on our backs and hugging the delusive phantom of hope? Sir, we are not weak if we make use of those means which the God of nature hath placed in our power. Three millions of people armed in the holy cause of liberty and in such a country as that which we possess is invincible to any force our army can send against us. There is a just God who presides over the destinies of nations who will raise up our friends to fight our battles for us. The battle, sir, is not to the brave alone. It is to the vigilant, the active, the brave. Besides, sir, we have no election. If we were base enough to desire it, it is now too late to retire from the contest. There is no retreat but in submission and slavery. Our chains are forged. Their clanking may be heard on the plains of Boston. The war is inevitable, and let it come. I repeat, sir, let it come. It is in vain, sir, to extenuate the matter. Gentlemen may cry, peace, peace, but there is no peace. The war is actually begun. The next gale that sweeps from the north will bring to our ears the crash of resounding arms. Our brethren are already in the field. Why stand we here idle? What is it that gentlemen wish? What would they have? Is life so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God! I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death! Wow. Well, I think a lot of people are going to trade their liberty thinking they're going to escape death. Amazing. Amazing that that 22-minute film actually came out of Hollywood in 1936. They don't plan on returning to normal, folks, whatever the hell that was before. Our illusions were in place. We felt, eh, we could deal with it. And then things turned. And they took a turn for the worse, and they're not promising to get any better. I think we have seen the intent we have certainly seen how they feel about people that want to talk about anything of any value and substance. You've been thrown off of platforms. You've been, <laughs> you've been blocked. You've been shadowed. You've been demonetized. You've been thrown out on your ear. But if you're a lefty, if you're Antifa, if you're BLM, any crackpot out there? Hey, no problem. That's not hate speech. That's just somebody that has an opinion. These people are fools. Absolute fools. And what they're trying to get us to do, folks, is hate these fools bad enough that they won't want to kill them. I prefer deporting them if I can. Taking away their platform if I can. We're going to do all that we can to bypass what they have set up. They have built the matrix, and they have the key. You don't. They do. It's theirs. Not yours. This is the question I kept asking. Who's Facebook belong to? Oh, we have our members. Uh-huh. Well, not every member out there is... Still on Facebook, are they? 
So I guess it's really not a free speech, First Amendment kind of platform. No, of course it isn't. Things are going to get interesting in this country here in the near future. This is an overt, in-your-face attack on the republic to replace its form of government. And they're having some successes. Short of shooting them, be honest with you folks, short of shooting them, I don't know what the hell to do with them. I've over the years heard talks of, well, there's only so many of them. And there's certainly people that would dedicate themselves to possibly losing their own life on a suicide mission to get rid of the bad people. That would be a pretext for an all-out war on every American. I know that, and so do they. They have been pushing our buttons so hard and so fast, hoping for a violent response. They have not yet gotten it, have they? You heard, Patrick. For ten years, they were talking to the king. The king was not listening. We have been talking to this government and its representatives for a lot longer than that. What have we gotten out of that? Next to nothing. What they have given us is an administrative trap that's not constitutional, and they have their agencies directing us in any given turn. That is not freedom, folks. That is not liberty. You know, and <laughs> I, uh, you know, I was thinking over the weekend, and then I started hearing more and more people talking, saying that, you know what? Black Lives Matter, what we wish we the blacks in the inner cities would be is more responsible. What does that mean to a person that maybe doesn't even know how to spell that word? To be accountable for their actions. They're not being held accountable. Well, there's been a few arrests here and there. But by and large, when I tune into Fox News and I hear some old worn-out old fart general talking about China's behind BLM. I, I, I just I, I just want to take the TV and chuck it out the window. I know a lot of you have given up your TVs and good for you. You've gone to other sources, but I've got to watch these people. That's the only reason I have a damn TV anymore. It's just to watch what they are doing. Because they will announce it. They they still have enough arrogance about them. They're not yet to the point that they're scared and seeing a tipping point uh, coming back at them. They've not yet felt that. They're starting to feel it. Because everything that they've thrown our way, we pretty much sloughed it off. We've laughed it off. Gun control? Come and take it if you can. National health care? Not in your life. But we still have a systemic problem in this country that it's not constitutional. Agencies, folks, agencies, making up their own rules, their own little bylaws, passing themselves off as being experts in their respective fields, and these are unelected bureaucrats now dictating to the rest of us. Freedom? Liberty? (laughs) Wow. I've seen some egregious stuff. The latest, more media-hyped hysteria, fear-mongering NBC doctor. Now, folks, this is Fox drama. No, not F-O-X. F-A-U-X drama. An NBC doctor who battled COVID admits he never had the virus. 
Now, folks, make no mistake about this one. No matter what your take on a coronavirus pandemic, most people seem to understand that the media is likely making the situation out to be far more dire than it is. And I can tell you that's exactly the case. And why wouldn't they? Most media outlets spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week, of live coverage looking for anything possible to report on. And a lot of it lately has been the Trump administration. Everybody still hates Donald Trump. The national polls out there are all saying that Joe Biden's ahead. Bull. They said the same thing about Hillary. She wasn't. As this relates to the coronavirus, the media rarely ever offers details when it touts awful-sounding things like death count. The mainstream media outlets never take the time to detail the age group and the underlying health conditions and even the primary cause of death. Behind all the deaths included in the coronavirus death count, they report every time a celebrity tests positive for the virus but never cover when someone recovers from that virus. The report on the virus is selective, to say the least. And I will say this. They have been calling, oh, we're testing two and a half million people a day. And yes, the coronavirus, oh, it's spreading. COVID, they're, they're calling it corolla, coronavirus cases. Folks, it's not a case if it doesn't develop into the flu. It's not a case. It's a case of crap. Well, which is why we weren't surprised the least bit to read that NBC News spent weeks documenting the coronavirus journey of one of its contributors with COVID-19, despite the fact he never tested positive for the virus. They showed this guy in bed on oxygen, this Dr. Joseph Fair, he believed he had the virus, according to the Daily Wire, and subsequently appeared on the air on NBC several times to discuss his struggle with the illness in May and June. I had a mask on, he says. I had gloves on. I did my normal wipes routine, but obviously you can still get it through your eyes. And of course, I wasn't wearing goggles on the flight. That's what Fair said in an appearance on a Today Show from the hospital. Host Hoda Kotb, I don't even know how to say that, K-O-T-B, said during the segment about the test, every time it came back negative, but clearly you have it. And negative test indicates the patient does not have the virus. Gee, wonder why. But last week, Fair admitted he never tested positive for the virus and also tested negative when he was administered and uh, an antibody test was done. He tweeted out last week, My undiagnosed suspected COVID illness from nearly two months ago remains an undiagnosed mystery as a recent antibody test was negative. I had a myriad of COVID symptoms, was hospitalized in the COVID ward, and treated for COVID-related comorbidities, despite testing negative by nasal swab. He tweeted this out. I was severely ill for two weeks, four days of it in critical condition, resulting in pneumonia, diffuse lung injury, and 18-pound weight loss. My path forward is second AB test and follow-up with a pulmonologist and tropical medicine specialist in an effort to diagnose what made me so ill. Well, I've got one. You're backed up and you're full of crap. That could be your problem. This guy, they actually... They actually put him on television. They were televising this guy from the hospital claiming he had the coronavirus, which was total BS. Total. But that didn't matter to NBC. Now, and he says, I have absolutely nothing to hide. I got really sick. Brought up my test results up front and reported to follow up. A somewhat funny irony is that no one would have ever known I had any negative test had I not reported them. Now, back in May, NBC had this guy on, and he suggested on the air that you may have gotten this virus through his eyes during a 
flight that he took. Even better, NBC knew about the negative tests and failed to mention them. According to the Daily Wire, they wrote, During a June 14 interview with Chuck Todd on Meet the Press, no one noted that Fair had already tested negative at least five times. Now, folks, that's pretty hard to do. When the tests, the COVID tests themselves are so far out of whack, this guy didn't test positive one time. I, I am just... And the funny thing about this is, you know who this guy looked like? Gregory House on, on Dr. House. I mean, if you didn't look real close, you'd swear to God it was the actor. Maybe it was. I don't know. By the way, this is sort of a fun, back-in-your-face kind of thing. I don't know if you all have seen this. I'll save that to the last few minutes of the program. But there's a guy out there by the name of uh, Rashid A. Buttar, Dr. Rashid A. Buttar. And again, this came from Brass Check TV. Folks, I'm serious about that. If you go to Brass Check TV, brasscheck.com, you can sign up and get the emails, get the videos that they put out every single day dropped right into your email. This is what face masks actually do. I'm going to challenge you to ask the question, why? I've been doing that for two days. People why shrugging their shoulders. I don't know why. Why is it that I have to wear a mask into the restaurant, but then I can take it off when I'm sitting at the table? And then when you eat something, you lift up the face mask, and what the virus says, oh, wait a second, they're eating. You know, when they're eating, we don't touch them, but then when they stop and put the mask on, then we can start our assault again? I mean... You know, as much as I'd like to think that this is a highly sophisticated virus that knows, okay, you know, I'm, I can't go into churches because churches are protected, but I, I am going to go into businesses or a business meeting because, you know, it, it's, I can go in and do all the damage I want, but I'm not going to go into, into a liquor store and that person can go into a liquor store. I can go into it. Uh, the virus is going to go into the church and cause mayhem. So that's why the people can't congregate. But in the liquor store, the virus is, you know, totally a non-issue. Why is it that the, the virus is an issue for me to get on the plane, but then when I'm there, I can take it off or I can lift it up and drink water. Why is it that I have to maintain social distancing six feet apart when I'm boarding the plane, but then I'm sitting right next to the person, like not even six inches away? Does that make any sense for the next four freaking hours? So there's absurdity on top of absurdity on top of absurdity. So how long are you going to allow idiocy to continue? And when somebody tells you to wear a face mask, you need to tell them, to back the hell up. If you're stupid enough to wear a face mask, then you wear a face mask. But I am not going to partake in your idiocy. Just because you're stupid, that doesn't make it an obligation on my part to follow in your stupidity and hurt myself. Remember this, if you wear a face mask, you are restricting your oxygen, you are increasing the amount of carbon dioxide that you're breathing back. The face masks themselves, they've already done studies on the face mask and you're breathing in the same stuff in and out so there's actually an increased amount of bacteria that accumulates from what you're breathing the condensation from your breath is breaking down the polypropylene components of the face mask and then you're breathing in those toxic components and creating a histotoxic hypoxic injury uh, you're obviously becoming hypoxic from just not being able to get in fresh oxygen but then you also uh, increasing your cortisol levels and that drives you into the flight fight response which is a sympathetic mimetic overdrive and then that suppresses your immune system and these are all common things these are all easily proven published things uh, you don't have to be a rocket science to understand this I've even had people try to challenge me and they're like how do you know that I'm like seriously you know it's like saying well if I walk out in the rain without an umbrella you're gonna get wet how do you know that how can you prove that you get wet well Okay, if you don't know that water on top of you is going to make you wet, then that's everybody knows that steroids and cortisol suppress the immune system. It's a fundamental aspect of life. It's a fundamental aspect of physiology. It's just like, how do you know that you need more oxygen? Well, because without oxygen, we die. Okay, so put anything that restricts your oxygen flow is going to cause a problem. 
and again, all the things that I'm talking about, you know, like the polypropylene components of the mask and all these different things that I'm giving you to empower you with information so you know what's really happening. That's all assuming that it was actually a benefit conferred by the mask. It's not. The pores are so big compared to the particles that they're trying to keep out. You know, as I've said before, it's like building a chain link fence and trying to keep dust particles out. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It just simply doesn't work. Um, and then the people are trying to say, well, you know, for the particulate matter and from breathing aspect, guys, you're increasing your own susceptibility when you wear a mask to every pathogen that's out there, virus, bacteria, spirochetes, mycoplasma, yeast, fungi, parasites, whatever. You are increasing your own susceptibility when you wear a mask. You're stressing your body out. You're making your body weaker. You're making yourself hypoxic. You are more susceptible, more vulnerable to any pathogen. Okay? And any person, any person who challenges that, because there are doctors that are arguing with it, you, besides just being idiots and being liars, you've already compromised your integrity. How do you sleep at night? Okay, it just takes an average, you don't have to be a doctor, it just takes an average person, put on a freaking mask and put on an oximeter, pulse oximeter, and you'll see your own oxygen levels drop. Especially if you have some type of a restrictive airway issue going on. You'll see it drop within a minute or two. So, what I've found that there are a lot of sheep, but I've also found that there are a lot of people, a lot of people that are positions of authority that have completely either never had any integrity or have lost their integrity. I mean, even to the point where I've had a couple of people try to attack my credentials, like demanding that I prove that I'm a physician. You think I, I, I became a physician and I do what I've do, been doing for 29 years so I can prove to you that I'm a physician? Are you really that stupid? No, I'm not here to prove anything. Anybody with half a brain, not, not even full brain, just half of a brain, knows that they can Google my name in the medical board sites. And every state has their own medical licensing boards. And every doctor, every single doctor, can easily be searched on the internet to find their credentials. See, so to the, the licensing and such. So that's the most absurd thing. It's, again, creating havoc, trying to create havoc. They're getting in, they see you know, 30,000, 40,000 views of, um, of a post that's made or 100,000 views or 200,000 views of a video or whatever the case is. And so they want to create discourse. They want to create doubt. They want to create fear. And so they try to go in there and they see this. And these are paid people. If you want to debate me, and I've already said, if you're a doctor, you can prove that you're a doctor and you want to debate me publicly, I'll be happy to embarrass you publicly. No problem. Just, just voice it. No doctor has taken me on that, that has a counterpoint will, will talk with me. They won't talk to me about vaccines. They won't talk to me about the face mask issue. They won't talk to me about anything. So people have been asking me about this. What can I do? What you can do is anything. Just start talking, start moving, do something, okay? Be outspoken about it. Don't wear the face mask, you know. Talk to your sheriff. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Talk to your whoever it is. Empower people. Um, help educate your kids. Get your kids out of the state of fear. This is ridiculous what we're doing to our next generations. Yeah, the pandemic may be gone in another six months or a year or two years, and hopefully when this all this garbage is behind us, but the trauma that's been created in children, that could be for a lifetime. Be careful of who you're listening to. Challenge me. Guys, don't, don't just take my word for it. If what I'm saying does not appeal to your intellect, if it doesn't resonate with you, hey, then go wear the face mask. I've never said anybody shouldn't wear the face mask if they don't want to wear the face mask. If you want to wear the face mask, all the power to you. Just don't expect me to wear it and don't impose your idiocy on other people. That's my whole, my, my whole thing's always been the same thing. It's a freedom of choice. And the people that are wearing a face mask, they want to impose their stupidity on other people by wearing a face mask. And that's just not going to happen, okay? Freedom means freedom. Freedom to do whatever you want. You want to take a vaccine, go up. Hey, all the power to you, go take it. Just don't make sure that you're going to come towards me with that vaccine, okay? That's what freedom means. But when these people that are talking about, oh, you know, how can you be so inconsiderate? How can you be so selfish? How can you not care about people? What? Well, you, you're walking around without a face mask. So you haven't had your vaccine, so you make me susceptible. Wait a second. Let's start using our brain. God gave every one of us a brain. If you believe the vaccine is going to protect you and you've taken it, what the hell are you worried about me taking a vaccine? If you believe that the face mask is going to save you and protect you, then what do you care whether I'm wearing a face mask or not? Only an idiot would say, hey, I'm wearing this thing that's going to help and save me and protect me. You should be doing the same. But you know what? Because you're not doing it, you're irresponsible. Where's the logic in that? I think that's a classification of dumbass. And, and I, I don't know how else to say it because it's just, it's just pure idiocy. So for those that are out there and that are helping others to become empowered, I appreciate your efforts in helping to make the change the world's waiting for. And the more of us that become aware and understand and share this information, 
the stronger our voice becomes. Remember, there's only a few thousand out there that are trying to control this narrative. And they're losing ground so fast and so bad, and that's the reason that they're trying to up this, this ante. By the way, that, uh, that little video presentation was dropped in my email box by, guess who? Brasscheck TV. Brasscheck.com. Go to their website. Sign up for it. You don't have to pay for it. There's no membership fees. That gets dropped in your box every single day. These are tools, folks. Do I have to remind you that these are informational tools that can be spread far and wide? Are you doing that? Or are you just sitting there surfing the Internet looking for more bad stories or coming up with good questions to ask talk show host? It's you, folks. We're the, we're the front line. We're it. Act like it. Act upon it as if everything does matter, because it does. I want you to look at your kids before you put them in bed tonight. Then look at yourself and ask, have I done everything that I have? Can, have I done everything that I, that I can? Because you're a, a mother or a father, you've got a family. What I'm, what I'm seeing out there now is people are being blackmailed into following along with this COVID crap. They're being threatened with their jobs. Here in Round Rock, that's when I've been able to de- determine in businesses, the employees are doing so because they're being told by the business owners that you've got to follow this policy. If you don't, we're going to fire you. So they're dutifully going along with it. And then I asked the all-important questions. If they're doing this and you don't buy it, what are they going to pull on you next? Do you think this is just an errant thing, all just once in a lifetime, it'll never happen again? You had better reconsider that position. Use the tools that are available, folks. You are the front line in this battle. One more time with Dan Sutterfield, and he asked me to put out his email as well for the uh, Front Sight 2-for-1 deal. Ends at midnight tonight, but if you call Dan Sutterfield and get on that list, we're not going to hold it forever, but if you're having a little problem taking care of that 2-for-1 deal, $25,000 membership for 500 bucks, two of you get out there, train as much as you want to as many courses there's nothing that's restricted to you let me put it to you that way there is nothing that front site offers that's restricted you get that lifetime membership that the commander life lifetime membership that facility is yours as many times as you want to avail avail yourself of their professional training folks do it do it. Call them at 573-465-2356 or email them at domedan at hotmail.com, just like it sounds, D-O-M-E-D-A-N at hotmail.com or call 573-465-2356. Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. Nikki, great product. Have to try it for a few months to see results. After taking Extendivite for about six months, I have noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from carpal tunnel. I will continue to buy the product. Ken Peaks, five out of five stars. Works as advertised. This formula is very powerful. Be careful to follow directions. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure has stabilized and my lower edema has reduced. Lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. Thank you. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend This is RBN. 
The Republic Broadcasting Network.